Remind me to bring up how horseshit Lou Reed is. <laughs> the last week was how horseshit Costa was. Oh, f- oh, fuck. I got something on that, too. <laughs> Everyone, Dave and Jeff, Sunday night doing a podcast. A lot going on, not only in sports, even San Diego radio, as you just mentioned. A lot going on. Boy, Dave, you know, and, and I'm so glad we're starting with this because I was afraid we'd miss it. And uh, we'd get going on some tangent. By the way, I'm going to try to check how many F-bombs I say tonight. I was so embarrassed. Why? Listening back to the last show. Sound like a complete moron. <laughs> get into that in a minute, too. Complete idiot. I sound like a 15-year-old kid who just learned the word. <laughs> Think you're allowed, it's okay for you to say fuck? Yeah. yeah. Felt like your parents were gone. And oh, my God. You had a couple of mall chicks over, and you're trying to look tough, <laughs> smoking Carlton's. <laughs> Uh, so big news came out Friday that 1360 starting tomorrow has completely changed their whole lineup. It's a complete panic move. When did, when did they announce this? Cause I missed Friday, it. Friday I, afternoon. They just announced it on their air or how did it go across? Well, Cause I, I had no idea what anyone was talking about. Yeah. Dave, I'm in Carlsbad. You can't hear the station okay. in Carlsbad, but they released it on social media and, and the way they released it, it, it almost made you go, wait a minute. Is it April 1st? Yeah. Um, it's not. And starting tomorrow, the new morning show is Costa and Judd. So the old afternoon show that Brian Long used to hate. Yeah, is, is now get, the new morning show. Yeah, and they're going to get killed. They're they're absolutely going to get killed because incredibly good guys. But there is a man. You're up against DSC. You guys know the whole oh, way yeah. they are. They're going to be last in their own building. Yeah, they're going to be dead. And. Because, but I will say this, they will be dead, but I am happy for both guys that they get the opportunity to be their old selves. Because I don't feel like Judd had the opportunity to be himself. Like when Judd was doing that night show, and I don't know how many people heard it, God, he was so good. He was better a solo guy. Right. And Mike with Judd, Mike with us was much better than Mike with Steve. That was just awful for Mike. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so it'll be Judd and Mike. And uh, I mean, to me, with all respect to those guys, that's a complete throw in the towel move by 13. Are they going to call it the drive? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know what the I didn't I didn't go that deep into the I pork. saw Costa's name is first on there. I know some people make a big deal out of that. I was thought you and I thought that was dumb. But yeah. it, what does it matter? Uh, so then at nine o'clock, they'll keep the herd. Yeah, I'm right on that. Right. Where he's getting killed against Stephen A. Smith. Uh, so they'll get killed there. Now at noon, it's John Schaefer, but then it's rotating guys. Really, it's Nick. Nick moves to middays where yeah. he's going to get demolished by Darren. I texted Darren. I said, well, have fun at Topeka, dumb shit. Your vacation's <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> but the midday show is going to be Kevin Acey, who had just been on 1090. So, so they hired somebody. So they're giving money to somebody else. Yeah, AC will. Well, they're going to rotate guys through. It's but really are they going to pay those guys? I have no idea. How okay. I would have to think. But Hardwick's Holy on shit. that show. John Schaefer's yeah. on that show. Kevin AC's on that show. And it felt like there was another name that I don't remember. And then uh, and then it'll be Rich Hornberger and Steve Hartman in the afternoon. Call the loose cannons. The God. show's called the cannons. Is it? Of course. It's all Steve goes by. They just rotate through. 
Uh, the, it's worse the, than Bewitched over there. Right. The great question is, <laughs> will Steve even know that they made a change? No, no chance. Won't, won't even notice. But uh, I just think Costa went gray. <laughs> Got bigger. That's it. Voice a little higher. Um, I went to the Seals game last night. Are you done with that part? With the radio part? Well, no. I'll tell you. Okay. I'm tying into that. Go ahead. I went to the Seals game last night, and I ran into Nick. Yeah. And when this news came down, man, I was ready to just hammer 1360. Because the guy who runs at Brian Long is by far the most clueless program director in San Diego radio history. And that says a lot because there have been a lot. He is by far the most inept, arrogant, dumb fuck I've ever met, I've ever worked with. He really should be embarrassed. But I don't know why they like him. He, yeah, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Well, he's safe because he runs 600, too. That's what it is. 600's doing well, fine. Well, DeMaio and, sucks, too. But the deal he is... He hired DeMaio. Yeah. DeMaio's horseshit. Well, they don't judge him on that. They're just looking at those numbers at the end of the month. And because 600 does well, he gets a pass on what happens at 1360. He should move DeMaio out and put Chris Merrill, who he has buried at night. Merrill should be an afternoon drive. Yeah. Merrill is very good. DeMaio's bullshit. Uh, he's an old bitch. <laughs> most sensitive overly sensitive non-talented hack that's come through in a long time but i want to circle back to nick i saw nick last night at the seals game and dave i just i came to a realization that i had forgotten and i blame you uh for making me forget the end of the day dude nick is just a very very nice guy. I told you that. I saw Nick at the Charger game. He told me to say, tell you hello. Why, but, was he pissed at you? Oh, God, no. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. Huge hug. Yeah. And you go, you. my my takeaway from Nick was, like, if any of us achieved that kind of financial freedom, yeah. that's the guy you want to be. Yeah. And while I feel like nobody is giving him direction on how to do a radio show, like, Dave will bust your balls on this podcast just to be a dick. Yeah. Just very, I will screw around with guys just to be a dick. Yeah. When Nick hypes the Chargers, he's not doing it. He just likes the Chargers. He's just, and Dave, I just sat there and you go, this dude is such a nice guy. He's getting terrible advice from the radio because he thinks like the Chargers gave him that financial freedom. They sure did. So he's thankful to them. Why wouldn't you? Right. That beautiful house, that beautiful family that he can sit there and support for the rest of his life. Traveling. Is all because of the NFL and the Chargers. Right. And and made a lot of things happen. And I'm sure he's sorry for San Diego. But at the end of the day, he is a guy a very thankful for what's happened in his life. Nick has fought his, been very open about his fights with depression and where he was. But I just sat there and I go, God, you know, uh, just speaking for myself. Yeah. I go... Sometimes you let the professional side of it, the radio side, which I'm too close to, get in the way of what should matter is who the guy is. I completely disagree with the way he ran his show. I completely disagree with the idea of promoting the Chargers. God dang, you just go, that's a really, really good dude. And and I'm sorry, somebody asked me today about how many bad guys have you met, athletes have you met, guys that are just you know, would have no time for anybody. And I'm just watching him walk through and shake hands and have time for everybody. And you go, yeah, all right. 
He still loves the Chargers. I don't, but it doesn't change the fact he's a really good dude, and it was nice to see him. He's a really good guy who, and I'll put Rich in the same situation, two guys that made the transition from football to broadcasting and are, are trained by a guy that you trashed right at the beginning. So when you yeah. jump into this job, and trust me, Jeff and I didn't think we were great at it either. All we had was our personality and our sense of humor and the yeah. fact we liked each other. And then you learn, and after a while, you start to realize the Malcolm Gladwell deal. You put 10,000 hours in, you become pretty good at it. You make yeah. a living at it for more than 20 years. You must be okay at it. Those guys have gotten some bad advice and some bad training, Terrible, unfortunately. Bad and coaching. So even with, uh, just go to the, the Judd and Nick show, because I'm not saying I don't listen to the show. I'd flip around all the time to see what are people talking about in San Diego. Judd should have been leading the show. Mm-hmm. That's what Judd is. Judd is that guy. Judd should have been the one all the way through, sets Nick up and let Nick be his best, but that's not what they wanted. They wanted Nick to do everything. Had to go in and out of the breaks, had to sit there and run the show, had to do everything to the point where if I was Judd, I'd go, you guys are hurting my career. This yeah. is not good for my career for these last two and a half years, whatever it was. But for uh, for Rich, unfortunately, he was with a partner that wasn't even there. You know, yeah. Mark Willard was never in San no. Diego. Mark Willard did a show from LA the entire time, never moved down here. It's hard enough to do a show as it is in studio, but then to think what the other guy is about to say when he's you know 150 miles away, you don't know when you're about to step on a guy, which is terrible when guys are talking over each other. Two good guys, you know. I'll I'll say this about Nick: the first time you and I really got to know him really well, I thought was at Free FM when he came yeah. in the studio and he told us, kind of called a shot. He said, "Look, I have a hard time keeping weight on," and he goes, "When this is all over, I'm going to drop all this weight, like yeah. like 150 pounds." And I'm going to get ripped, and I'm going to do this and this. And he told us everything that he's actually done, and he was a really good guy. I remember he walked out, and you were like, man, he's a good dude. And everybody liked him. He used to have relationships yeah. with the guys at 1090. With Darren. With Darren and Marty, and everybody liked Nick. And there's yeah. not one that really hates Nick. Nick made a huge mistake for about 30 days. Yeah. He kind of fucked up for 30 days. Yeah. And it's it's gone back to uh, to hurt him. But but right now, he's the only thing at that station where name-wise, and in case people don't understand how radio works, you're making money through ad-libs. You know the station's doing well when you hear a shitload of ad-libs, meaning they go to a commercial break and all of a sudden you hear like Jeff and I doing a sleep train commercial or whatever mm -hmm. else. That That's extra money that's good for the station, good for the host. Nick's the only one getting those. Yeah. Nobody else gets those over there. They're, they're dying. And so because they're, they're dying, when you say a new lineup, it's really not a new lineup. They just reshuffled the sandwich. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. So, again, no signal. Unfortunately, they're going to move things around. When you and I first started, Brian Long ripped the shit out of Judd and Costa. Now, oh. all of a sudden, it's your morning show. Yeah. Good luck. It's, um, I tell you what, looking at some other sports shows across the country, and I know one's asking our advice what you do to fix that, I probably would have gone Nick and Orenberger together. Oh, and, wow. And stuck them together. And if you look at other stations, whether they're in Detroit or Denver or Nashville, Tennessee, a lot of times they take two stars and they put them together, and you think it's not going to work. All of a sudden, it works really well, and it's hard to turn the dial. That's a pretty good call. You know? That's a pretty good call because... And Nick's already had time of being the number one for two and a half years. So let's see if those yeah. two guys together can... And I imagine the guests those two guys could get together would be right. an outstanding show. Yeah. Wait, with Ernie booking? Those guys would have to book it themselves. <laughs> Ernie's great. <laughs> or, you know, but, but honestly, yeah. that... They have, they have no fucking chance with what they're doing right now. It's never going to work. And Ornberg is going to hate working with Steve because oh, Steve doesn't let anybody talk. And he's too loud. Screams. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. But I just I just saw him last night, and it had been a pretty good day. We did a lot of stuff yesterday, my kids and I did. 
He go, man, all right. You guys he, did a shitload yesterday. That was a long day. My son Cade passed out last night. But um but in, and I'm not saying any of you, I'm not I'm not telling any of you how you need to act or care, any of it. But the difference between you guys and me is I actually have a personal relationship with the guy. And yeah. I'm like I guess I was just frustrated by how bad his show was, but he's he's a good dude and you're like, ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> was he was he there with his boys too? Yeah, and his wife. Yeah, and just hanging just having out, to enjoy the time. Just hanging out, supporting the seals. Man. What did you think about the seals? I really enjoyed it. Did you really I had a great really time? Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was. I got a message from Woods at about eleven in the morning. So here was our day. My son Cade's training for a half marathon. His That's second amazing. one. So his day started at seven a.m. running eight miles. Wow. Then I picked him up at nine. We went down to Coronado uh, for Dave's game. So we went down and I had a great time doing that. That was cool. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, we had a great time. Except the um- for the umpire who wanted to meet you and you who? bailed on him. Rick, the third base umpire. Well, I went out to say hi and the guy walked down the left field line, Dave. Maybe he had to take a piss. I don't know what to Bullshit. tell you. I waved to him. I couldn't give less of a shit. He's okay, listen, he's listening right now. Good. I made an effort to come see you. I acknowledged you. The half inning ends. The game's fourteen to one, and you beelined it down the left field line. I'm just saying, I what, might get I fucked in. The, him? I might get fucked in the strike zone next Good. time because of you. No, I don't think so. Seemed like those guys had pretty wide range for you, and not so much for Tim and the Christian guys. <laughs> My God, talk about hometown calls. Uh, calls gave us a Coronado. I tell you this too. Yeah, I'll tell you this. There were a lot of Plaza Bonita milfs on that <laughs> on that Bonita Vista side. God dang, I liked it. Hello, and your wife and mom came over and cock blocked everything. <laughs> Sorry about that. They never showed up a game. They showed up when you were there. It was great. Uh, there was a mom sitting right in front. Did you hear this story? No, I did not. Uh, there was a mom sitting there, and she's kind of minding her business. And she apparently didn't know who your wife was. Yeah. Because your wife said, you know, I said to me, hey, Jeff, I kind of like that coach right there. I'd like to meet him. And I said, well, give me, I go, first off, he's a little overrated, but <laughs> give me two bucks and I'll get you his number. She goes, well, that's a lot. Let me think about it. And the mom got up and moved. Really? Yeah. She thought she, we had just like what they call in hockey, a rink rat <laughs> showing up. <laughs> rink rat. <laughs> Rita and I were like, what happened? I'm like, Rita's like, I don't know. Do you think she doesn't know we've been married for 27 years? Oh, my I God, go, that's hilarious. I, go, I don't think she does. That's but funny. um, So we finished with you guys. Yeah. And then from there, my sons had a their own basketball game. Uh, from there, we went to the Okay, Al- explain that. Hold on. Before you jump over this one, your kids uh-huh. are on two different teams. How did this work out? Uh, they started off on the same team. Somebody got traded? My my younger son demanded a trade. Really? And it worked out not so well because his team got beat by 19 yesterday. No way. So I told him, I go, look, I'm just telling you, I've been a season ticket holder for your brother's team since day one. That's my team. Yeah. Um, but he did deke his brother out big time <laughs> on defense and hit a three right in his brother's no face. No way. Yeah, so that was fun. So then, uh, so my one son had run... Eight miles, yeah. off to Coronado, back to play his basketball game. And then what we had talked about last week was 
going down to the Alpha Project. And I would highly encourage this for any, you know, any parent to do it with your kids. But I will say this, um, Bob and Janice and the staff at the Alpha Project are great. So we brought 340 uh, world's finest chocolate bars yeah. down, Dave. That's awesome. Um, and we just said hi to people. And we just said, hey, we just wanted to let you know we care. And how are you? And what's your name? And shook your hand. And man, Dave, the people were great. Cool. The people were great. So Do your kids love it? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I think they got something out of it. Um, But it was, you know, it was 5 o'clock on a Saturday. There wasn't a whole lot of foot traffic around. So we left a couple of boxes with the Alpha Project for to put in the refrigerator and take okay. care of people. We had one box left, and the first thing that we did was we drove her over to Imperial. I would not recommend doing this because, unfortunately, a lot of the people that are camped out by Park at the Park and all of that, or not Park at the Park, but Tailgate Park. Okay. Now, they're really struggling with mental issues, yeah. and it's that's not where you want to go with your kids and yeah. be like, um, hey, we got sandwiches, everybody. It's it's just not. That's yeah. not where you want to do it. So, sadly, unfortunately, having done these trips a few times, we gauged it pretty quick and said, I don't think this is us. We had one box left, and I said to my sons, I know exactly where we're going. We drove right to SDPD. Cool. And we brought the final box, and we had a couple of the officers that came out. We said, hey, we just wanted to let you know we appreciate what you do. And they were great. Cool. SDPD was great. So then uh, we cut out of there, and then we got to the uh, Stevie Woods and sent me a text and said, hey, I got tickets for the SEALs if you want to go. I said, yeah, we want to go. I really cool. I dug it, man. I really dug it. He is so damn funny. What does he do exactly? Well, they're playing rock and roll Yeah. during the game. Which While they're is, actually playing the game, music yeah. playing. Music is playing. If there's a penalty on, they were playing Philadelphia last night. He's yelling, 24, Joe Schmo, do the walk of shame. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, it's just fun, man. Bunch of kids and mascots and dance team and the whole thing. And Steve gave my sons a couple of lacrosse balls. Oh, that's Which cool. they got a huge kick out of. They were having fun with today. And he was going to take him down and introduce him to a couple of players. But like I said, my one son had just hit the wall. Yeah. But uh, Seals started off with a big lead. Philadelphia came back, and then the Seals ended up winning. But Yeah, the game was on TV, actually. You know, Dave, I'm shocked we haven't done more about Fox 5 getting in and covering local sports. Because uh, KUSI does a great job on high school. And yeah. by the way, I heard they showed Jake's jersey Friday night. Yeah, that was pretty nice, huh? Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. But Fox 5 next year will do 10 goals games, which is unbelievable, man, that you're doing AHL hockey. And they're doing the Seals games. With the soccers with Landon Donovan, I don't know how that worked out, if they had the opportunity to do that at all. But I, I think that's pretty cool. I know they have a handful of fleet games that are on there, I think through Fox or whatever yeah. that they've carried. But... um. But I like that a lot. And I, I just was thinking last night, man, we got to throw uh, an attaboy over to Fox 5. That's cool. They're doing that. It's a smart move because even any kind of sports you run live does very well. I mean, right now, so many people are watching television through Netflix or 
different ways they're streaming that ratings are going down. But live sports are the one thing that remains constant. So for yeah. the fact that Fox 5 jumps on it, good for them. It can't be easy sitting there jumping into different sports over and over again that a lot of people aren't familiar with. But you know what? I was at a bar two weeks ago for a 50th birthday party, and guess what was on? It was it was the the game, the the lacrosse game. Yeah. And people, it was the only thing that was on, and people are sitting there watching it. And you're right. going, you know, hey, that's great. That's fantastic. When you uh, when you went to the game, initially, did your kids ask you questions about how does it work, or they're just able to figure it out? Well, they're hockey players. Okay. So it's not much different than hockey. Yeah. Um, But they liked it because the guys are in shorts, but they're still hacking you with the yeah. sticks and doing those kind of things. And like I said, they got a kick out of Steve, and, and they like that. Um, I think overall they kind of f- figured it out. I, and you know what? Respectfully, I'm, I apologize to the seals. I couldn't even tell you what the tickets were, Dave. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't even priced tickets for that. But um, but it was really cool and and very fan friendly, family friendly type stuff where you can go and hang out. Man, they scored a ton of goals, which is great. Like I heard Darren talking the other day that he was all excited. He was driving to L.A. today for the L.A.F.C. game. And we were at dinner tonight. Look at the score, and you go two two. Yeah. What? Yep. I drove all the way up there, and it's two two. I think there were four goals in the first twelve minutes last night. So, uh, just I like it, man. I, I like it, and I, I look at it from a parent standpoint. And my kids would definitely go back out again. What about the fleet? No. Yeah. Can't get into it, man. It's I terrible. appreciate everybody who's into it. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna demolish them. I was watching a little tonight. I go, what am I doing? This is just a waste of time. It's just below average football. Berkovici sucks. Titty sucks. He has like one <laughs> I titty pass. Johnny Manziel seven. was coming here. He signed with D- Memphis. Dude, they decided not to sign him. It's not Johnny Manziel's fault. Johnny Manziel came here, decided he wanted to be in San Diego if he was going to play for one of those teams. Yeah, San Diego. Mike March turned him down. Well, when you got Berkovici, yeah. what are you going to do with Johnny Football? What does that tell you about Johnny Football? It means he probably sucks. Yeah. You, you know, but yeah, he ends up going to Memphis. I'm just saying I watched a little bit of it today and I said, I'm done. I'm never going to flip this shit on again. I thought it was shit. The first week I saw it, it hasn't gotten any better. It's bad football and no offense to the people that are trying to replace it with the Chargers. It's just attendance wise. People aren't buying into it either. It's in San Diego. It's not flying. You're talking no. less than 20,000 people are showing up and they give away a ton of free tickets. Do they wear? Yeah. They, if I know. Honestly, people say all the time, oh, they gave away free tickets. They gave away free tickets. I went to the game. If I talked to anybody, I don't know anyone that actually bought a ticket unless they bought it before the season began. My problem with the fleet was coming right out of the gate, they were too arrogant. Like, there wasn't any kind of enticement to say, hey, you you matter. Remember I was going to yes, try to buy season tickets? Yep. What in the hell was I thinking then? Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Giving $300 away would have been what I did for just stupid move. But I didn't, thank God. Um, but yeah, it, I just I can't get into it, Dave. And I think the other thing is too, weekends are the times with my kids. Yeah. So I'm not really ready to give up three hours on Sunday for Mike Berkovici. Yeah. And the Ramblin' Fleet, but who knows? That's it. So two, two and done. Uh, what was over under? Who has a longer shelf life, USFL or the or the Fleet? Week? USFL. Because of the money involved? Yeah, the talent is so shitty. The USFL had guys they went and paid for. Remember they went and paid for Reggie White? Yeah, Jim Kelly, Doug Flutie. Yeah, and Herschel Walker. I mean, they had guys who go, that guy could play in the NFL. 
And then yeah. all of a sudden, it, it just the money was good. I mean, Reggie White's arguably the best defensive end of all time. He played for the Memphis Showboats. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at these Steve guys. Young. Okay, you, yeah, Steve Young, another guy that took the money, but we all knew they could have gone to the NFL. And th- this, this league just doesn't have it. No. It, uh, unfortunately, and I know it's something to watch in the meantime, but I tell you what, I'd rather watch spring training baseball over that in a heartbeat. Right. I'd rather watch the Nationals take on the Phillies than, than sit there and watch that. Yeah. So, uh, but that was it. That was the weekend, and uh, it was good. And That's then we good. made our way made our way down here. Did you have them today? The other yeah, boys today? Yeah, hung out till uh, about seven. Time change, man. I tell you, the time change is great. But it feels like about two weeks ago, the sun was going down at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. So we're dicking around, and at 6.45, I'm like, shit, I got <laughs> to go get you dinner. Then I got to drop you off in La Mesa, and then uh, I got to get down to Eastlake. So, yeah. yeah, we just hung out all day. But today was a much more mellow day than yesterday. So, hey, real quick, basketball question for you. You said mm-hmm. you said one of your sons won, one of your sons lost. Yeah. Does the son that won, he goes to the championship game? Yeah. Look Next weekend. You going to make his brother go and watch and support him? Well, he'll be playing in the third place game okay. at the same time. You tell him there's no parade for that one? Yeah. we. Uh, I just kept playing that one Little League coach that those videos are so funny where he's like, wow, is there a chance you might be left-handed <laughs> when he's coming out and yeah. taking all the ball? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love that guy. And my kids are like, do the kids know he's joking? I go, I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. The high school coach already called and says, don't bother. And that yeah. is just ripping the hell out of those guys. Yeah. Your dad told me you sucked, but I didn't know he was telling the truth. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That guy is so funny. It's great. Um, yeah. my They'll be playing. So one guy will be in the third place game, and then the other guy will be in the championship. That's cool. Game. So then when the season ends for you next week, then what, yeah. do, they, what, do, they get, what do they go to next? They, uh, they're off for. I think they're off for four weeks, and then they come back. They love it, man. Yeah. I, Dave, I've said it over and over again, but the Croc Center is so great at what they do. In those, All the youth sports leagues that they do over there have been so fun. So, yeah, I think they can just keep moving up the chain. Yeah. And then like, I don't know that they could go – I don't know. I don't know how far they can keep playing, like what ages they can keep playing over there. But really, uh, Croc Center is great. That's cool. Yeah, they love it. Coaches are so funny, and it's really a good program, and they teach them fundamentals, and there's competition against their buddies and all that kind of stuff. Like, you feel like the games matter. Yeah. Like, the kids are definitely trying. Way too much ball hog. Like, they don't... They don't they they move really, the ball around like Golden State? No, they don't at all, but... But the but all the kids are having fun, and then you yeah. see them afterwards, and all the guys who just played are all hanging out together. Yeah, it's yeah. sports. Yeah, it's great. Like you said, it's all great. That's funny. Josh was telling me uh, before our baseball game because there was a basketball goal behind first base side at the the, the field they were playing at yesterday. Yeah. And Josh goes, "Let me see the ball," and then he dunks it. He says, "Your kid's gonna give a shit." And then. <laughs> Not impressed. Love him. Give it back. He said, then Cade drilled one right in his face. It was, it was awesome. He said, uh, it was funny. Cade got a shot on him and drilled drilled the open jumper. He did? Yeah, scored right over him. So it was, uh, it was funny. He was just give me the ball back. It was nothing. It doesn't matter that he's dunking. It, uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's something else we we're going to tell you, too. can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> I don't know. And I'll figure it out. That's fine. I went to uh, obviously we had a we had a game yesterday. I really do appreciate you coming out. Oh, it was that, that great. Was, that was cool. Kids had a great time and uh, and ended up winning the whole GMC championship, which was really neat for those boys. They told me here's something strange: is you know, coaching Jake and his friends and Josh and his friends. 
we were lucky we won a lot, you know, and I always tell kids yeah. all the time, don't take winning for granted. Winning's hard to do, you know, yeah. so when you win, appreciate every moment. Those kids told me yesterday, like in the fifth inning, you know, we've never won anything. The whole team. Wow. They go, we've never won. I go, what do you mean? They go, the class of 2019, 2020, 2021, we've never won anything here. And I said, well, shit. You know, we, we knew early we were going to win the championship. Oh, yeah. by, I mean, we jumped out to a huge lead. And and uh, you know, I was like, God, that's kind of crazy to me because, you know, we're, we're used to to winning. Those kids, man, loved it. And and so cool. And there's a kid on the team. It was funny as hell. I don't know if you you left by then, but there's a kid on our team who they all asked me ahead of time. They said, "Coach, put this kid on the team. He's a senior. He's never played baseball before. He's just a nice guy. Put him on the team." And I'm sitting there looking at him, and I'm I'm. This is not a horrible shot at him, but I'm telling you, if he was playing 12 year old little league baseball, he might not start on that team. You know? Wow. But the kids dug him, and I said to him ahead of time, "I go, Andrew. Here's the deal. I'm gonna put you on this team." I want you to be the best teammate you can be, but there's an open, I'll give you a uniform, the whole deal, mm -hmm. but I go, you probably aren't going to play at all. He goes, I'm in. And I no. said, okay, you're in. So yesterday we got out to a big lead, and I said, Andrew, I want you to grab a bat. You're going to hit. And he looked at me, and he goes, what? And I said, you're going to hit. Go find someone's batting helmet, find a bat. And I said, you're going to bat third in this inning. And it was like he went deaf. He what number was he? Number 11. Okay. No, okay. No. Big lefty white kid. Okay. Okay. And he, and he, uh, if you were there, you would have known because everybody freaked out. Okay. Oh, the players great. lost their mind. You know, they, they were more excited about Andrew batting than winning the championship. Yeah. And he gets in the box and the whole time I'm thinking, just don't fucking drill him. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just don't, right. yeah, don't break his arm, you know? Right. And he, uh, he, he steps in there and he fouls off one. Then he fouls off another one and then he ends up striking out. And, but he, he loved it. I said, Andrew, yeah. have a good time. He goes, I had a great time. 1130 at night sends me a text. Coach, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact you let me bat. I thought I was working the count. I guess I wasn't. He goes, I'll be better next time. And I, you know, I was like, I didn't write him back. No you, yeah. And so I'm thinking, that was. Did he fucking, Rudy? Yeah. I go, take it easy. There's only one Rudy. There was no Rudy, too. Never yeah. fucking happened in the Take it easy, Mike Trout. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> when he says I was working the count, I was like, really? Okay. So, right. so it was. It was great. So the other team pulls the same thing. They, take, they have a kid on their team. We didn't know at the time. They throw that kid in. Guess what? Same name, Andrew. They lose their shit. Our guys That's are written right. for him. The whole deal. Of course, both kids struck out. But, man, they, it was really a cool part of the game. Something you never see in high school baseball. Number one, both teams. I played my full 20-man roster. Yeah. They played their full roster. Yeah. Championship game. Our guy who would never play got a chance to play. Their guy who would never play got a chance to play. It was really unusual and really cool. How does he get a letter? I think you got to play a certain amount of times. Now, if we do this again, I will get this kid more at-bats. I think he has to be in six games. Now, that's okay. going to be kind of tough to do, but hopefully we get a chance to get this kid a letter. I'm going to do everything I can to get him a letter. I, yeah. It's one of those old men more to him than almost anyone else on the team. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the guy we got to get progress. So. Yeah. So anyway, that was it was it was kind of crazy, but we did really appreciate you uh, showing up. It was kind of cool. At the end, the kids, when we took the picture on the field, and the kids uh, or one of the parents said, hold on a second, and then they went, went and grabbed Jake's jersey, and they took yeah. the picture of Jake's jersey in front, man. I wearing sunglasses, but I just started tears just rolling down my face. That was fucking great. It was uh, it was cool. It was it was a good day. Then I, I came home yesterday, um, watched Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen it. How was it? It was good. It was to me. It wasn't the movie of the year, and, and I know it didn't win movie of the year. But everyone kept saying you got to see it, got to see it. I, I'm gonna say I like uh, Star Is Born better uh, I, for me. And what was the the one that won movie of the year with uh, Green with, Book? Gr yeah, Green Book. 
Uh, it, it was it wasn't as good as Green Book either, but it was, really? it, it was good. It, it, it was fine. I, I mean, you and I, I think we both were fans of Queen at one point. Yeah, and you, you more sit there now and, than I was probably at is that, that right? time. Yeah, like I have a better appreciation yeah. for him today. It was it was uh, it wasn't bad. The actor was uh, was was awesome. The the teeth thing is crazy. You can't Isn't stop staring at his teeth. Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to be the lead in that. Is that right? Man, he couldn't get his shit together. No way. It seems he, like Sasha Baron Cohen would have been way too tall. Like, you know, Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen's six foot five. Yeah. He couldn't get it together. Like, wow. He blew and, it. And this kid wins the Oscar for Yeah. It. I like that thing. I just want to see it for the Live Aid deal. Yeah. Because I lived in London. I was living in London just a couple of years after Live Aid. And when I was traveling around, like, I don't even know that you could find this book. But Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats yeah. wrote a book, and it was his whole thing, and it talked about Brenda Spencer from San Diego who shot up the high school, which is now gone, uh, but the high school in San Carlos, which they've taken out and built condos there. But that's where I Don't Like Mondays came from. But yeah. his story about putting together Live Aid. They, was, show him. they show him in the movie. Bob Geldof? Yeah. Yeah, like how he put it all together to do that. Uh, to raise money for Africa was pretty amazing, right? I mean, he did the whole thing. And do they know it's Christmas and all that stuff? And, like, I was just... The book was so great. Because David, it's kind of like... He just was a normal guy. didn't have any... Didn't have any history of... Young guy. Yeah. Early 30s? And he puts this whole thing together? Yeah. Yeah, probably. But Live Aid was so cool... And then to find out that that was like one of the first things that they filmed in the movie was the recreation of Live Aid. Is that right? Wembley. One of the first things they yeah, did? Yeah, they That's said funny. that may have been day one of shooting. That's interesting. That's kind yeah. of how the movie starts, but it's also how it finishes. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, too. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see that. Funny, I was at Target tonight running around. We have a um, we have a 4K. Like, Remember when you used to buy... Did you buy, let me ask you this way. Did you as, and for anybody listening, did you buy more VHS tapes or did you buy more DVD slash? Not, right? not even close. It was VHS at the time. Versus buying DVD my, yeah, slash well, VH, kids, yeah. uh, DVD slash Blu-ray. Well, my kids were young and you had to buy shit to keep them. Yeah, cars. Yeah, it was like, yeah, there goes a fire truck. You're fine buying all kinds of shit just to keep them, uh, you know, keep them busy, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, at the time it was VHS. We had, we went through the whole change. We'd go, hey, DVDs are much better, all that. But I never got into the whole Blu-ray deal. We never we never ended up going that route. Even though we had the the PS4s and, yeah. and where else we could play them on there, we just never ended up going that route. We have uh we have the new PS4 and I have a 4K TV. So I bought two 4K uh, Blu-rays. Yeah. Over the last month, and we'll see if it's worth it at all. I bought Goodfellas. Yeah, it's great. I was like, well, if I'm going to have one, I want that. I can't watch that with my kids. Not yet. Even though when I talk to them in the car, it kind of sounds like any scene out of Goodfellas. (laughs) Um, But today I bought, um, just for fun, we were at Target running around. Yeah. We like watching movies when we're hanging. And I got Jason Bourne. Okay. And one of the things that's kind of cool is, like, I was like looking at some of the extras. My kids dig it, too. But it talks all about shutting down the Vegas Strip, bare knuckle boxing, all these things they did. Like, oh man, we'll watch all this stuff. So it was great. But I was saying to my sons today, man, and and Dave, you go through it as a parent. And we were over. Uh, I was trying to think of where we were. We were over in 
kind of by Rancho San Diego yeah. today. And I was saying to my sons, I go, man, there was a time in our lives not that long ago. And it was probably four years ago, but it, it feels like 14 when every day we'd be off the air in the morning and I would put together a snack bag for those guys and it would be crushers and applesauce and granola bars and water, the whole thing. And we would just go all around town and do all these different adventures. And it was all just hanging out, having a great time. They'd come over, quick snack, then off you'd go the whole deal. And then different things change and, and that is gone in your life. But we were talking about shows too. Yeah. And for them and for anybody that's a parent that has younger kids, we were going through the whole deal today of shows that were such a mandatory watch. Dinosaur Train was one that they would watch all the time. But uh, I was saying to my sons, like Cars, I feel like Cars I used to watch, Toy Story 1, uh, Nemo, like all those kind of things. Shrek, was Shrek 1? Yeah, I think we brought this up before. I never I never really have seen Shrek from oh, start right. to end. But um but I was just saying, like, man, so all of a sudden it's over. But I was saying to you, Dave, when you, when your kids were watching it, I didn't know any of those yeah. movies going like you'd see them all coming out, the Pixar, and you go, Oh, okay. But I was saying to my sons, they're doing like Endgame. Yeah. We talked about this the other day. For Marvel, that's coming out, but then the Toy Story four which is kind of the final one is coming out. And I was just like, wow, that's the kind of stuff as a parent. Everything you see, all the memories that you have doing different things, but just those days hanging out when they want to watch the same movie over and over again. Man, if you're that age right now or your kids are that age right now, believe me, enjoy it, tolerate it, because they're going to be 9 or 10 and wanting to watch Steph Curry videos. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus, bring Nemo back. <laughs> bring Lightning McQueen back. I'll watch any of it. Life is a highway. All that stuff. Did your kids watch that? Did they watch Cars? Owen Wilson? Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy? Yes. Jake did. Yeah. Yeah. Jake did. Yeah. yeah. For Josh, a little bit older. Yeah. He wasn't going to watch it. But yeah, Jake was into in all that toy story, all that all that stuff. It's always the interesting best, to watch the, watch your kids' expressions, see how they figure things out too. You know, yeah, all that stuff. But I, I just, like I said, man, they just they get to a certain age where they transition. My kids, there was a time where everywhere they went, they had to have some kind of costume, and then that's gone. And just you go, you're still little. You're not yeah. even a teenager yet. You're still, I can still call you my little boy, and not be that out of line and doing it. But uh, you just go, man, things change so quick. So, yeah, you you soak it all up and you enjoy it. And and probably, Dave, maybe even more since we lost Jake, where you go, I just I appreciate these things, man. I appreciate it. that. That loss changed everything for me as a parent where I was already connected in yeah. with them. But his loss has reminded me that there are no guarantees. And, yeah, we really tried to, as proven yesterday, squeeze every drop of life out of every day that's cool and uh, i do that out of my respect 
for him and how much I miss him when you don't take anything for granted. No, and they'll appreciate it more now uh, later. I mean, they'll, yeah. now they love it now, but when they get older, they're going to realize, you know, that you spend a ton of time with them. Yeah. It, it, it is one of those things where you sit back and uh, whether it's going to be, you know, going to sporting events in the future, you mentioned going to the Padre opening day, which I'm so excited that you're doing for them. Yeah, less than two weeks. Because they're never going to forget it. I'm looking at your, uh, your, your San Diego Padres right now, looking okay. at the, the box score. When you look at spring training, mm-hmm. there's really nothing to really look at. Am I am I wrong in this? Like all you oh, know, oh right is, now there is absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Give me what you tell me you're looking at, and I'll tell you what I'm looking at. Who's gonna Who's gonna round out that rotation? Okay, okay. God dang, I'm really happy you brought. <laughs> Who is the rotation, uh, dude? Uh, it's funny as shit you brought this up, and and it's funny I mentioned this to my son Josh the other day because he, Josh really gets pissed at me when I flip on morning radio in san diego even afternoon he, he hates everybody mm-hmm. he thinks that everyone's terrible he doesn't think anybody can talk baseball in this town you know said of course tony Gwynn jr can talk yeah, talk course. baseball but we're, we're usually out of the car by the time he's on so we flip on at 5 30 in the morning and the only guy doing local talk at the time is Cilio. oh boy so i go i want to hear who's coming on because a lot of times in spring training you're going to get your best guests believe it or not at 5 30 in the morning yeah. you might get andy green you might get aj preller these guys are busy earlier in the morning with business and they don't have time to come on, but the, the Padre station will get somebody on that I might want to hear, hear what's going on. So I flip on to say, hey, maybe A.J. Preller's on, maybe Andy Green's on. And they're having a conversation on the rotation, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And that fucking guy doesn't know anybody. Mm-mm. He doesn't know anybody. So he, by the time he, he sits there and he basically goes through Lucchese, Lauer, and then he's stuck. Now he doesn't know his fucking name. Now he's right. looking. Now he's looking up names on on the computer, <laughs> and he's like Robbie Erlin, and I'm going Paddock, and that's it. Padres are going to go with the four man rotation this year. <laughs> I'm like, really? Well, the guy coming off Tommy John yeah. surgery 18 months ago, sure you are. You're going a four man fucking rotation. Everyone's talking. That's the one team that's probably go a six man rotation, yeah. which makes all the sense in the world. But because you can't think of six guys, he, he, then he he throws fucking like Yates in there. I got the closer. Oh. I'm like, this guy doesn't know jack shit. And yeah. so you, you sit there and you go, how in the fuck am I supposed to tune in and be a Padre fan and get excited when their own station can't talk right. baseball? And it, it gets frustrating. So, you know, I agree with you. That is the number one thing. But I'm saying when I'm watching <laughs> spring training and the Angels, every time they play the pods, get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. Like, if you're an Angel fan, I think you got to be freaking out. But otherwise, you really aren't looking at scores. You aren't looking at spring training standings. You aren't looking at anything else. I'll give you an example. Ian Kinsler is hitting 417 right now. Wow. Okay, so he's isn't Perella about the same number? And so let me see if I can find him today to give you an updated, uh, an updated number. He didn't, he didn't play today, at least not okay. in the in the box score I'm looking. Unless it was a split squad and the six two win that the Padres had on Sunday, he didn't play. So, so for instance, you have Naylor batting behind him, hitting two sixty three. Uh, some of the other guys, Machado one seventy nine. No one's going. Machado's not going to make the Sucks. team. Yeah, I mean, trade him. I mean, no, no one's. No one's freaking out. Myers hitting 194. You aren't. You shouldn't be freaking out. Right. Okay. I mean, these are guys who make a lot of money. They'll be in the starting lineup day one. Hedges is a guy I would look at who's hitting 280. But again, the guy. A lot of times, the guys they're batting against um, are, aren't guys that are going to be the major for league Mejia team. There, Dave. I do have. By the way, I did find Perella for you. My fault. He was 0 for 2 today. Lowered it to 351. So he's been on fire. All right. What about Mejia? Okay. And Mejia's had a, had a crazy spring. Let me see if I can find Mejia for you. I don't see Mejia in this one. Okay. Okay. Um, I, oh. I don't see Mejia. And I see Buddy Reed at, at 182. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a time where you, you freak out. You're, you're absolutely right where the only thing that matters is how are the pitchers doing? And even yeah. at that point, we've heard from guys in the past like Woody Williams. 
Yeah. Right? Where it didn't mean jack shit. He was working yeah. on, let's say, a change-up for, yeah. for you know this entire start or for, for three starts in a row. He's going to work on the one pitch he needs to work on his location. And you just don't know what the guys are working on or what direction they're going in. You know? Remember the Angels? They, they signed Matt Harvey. Mm-hmm. Matt Harvey's ERA is 7.27 right now. God. And so if you're in the Angels, you go, maybe it should be a little bit concerned and the reason why the Reds and Mets didn't want him anymore. Well, Barry Bloom, oh, remember Barry Bloom? Yep. God told you how awful Tatis was last year. I actually like Barry. Known him a long time. I like Barry, too. Terrible column, but Nick's written plenty of terrible columns, and I like him, too. I like those guys because... They know where the bodies are buried in this town. They know this town when this town had a little bit of grit. The town's gotten really, really sterile the last five, six, seven years. And when there used to be a little bit of attitude and personality and talking about the Larry Boas of the world or whoever else came through here, uh, Boomski and, and Nick and those guys were there covering the beat. Yeah. But I thought Barry wrote a really good column for Forbes the other day, and it talked about how Kimbrell... Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel are pretty much done in the water right now. And he used the comparison of Greg Holland, Lance Lynn, and I can't remember who the third starter was. Did we talk about this the other day? No, go ahead. Finish it up. I feel like we talked about maybe it was Alex Cobb or somebody else. But Barry's column talked about how a lot of those guys signed last year right around March 15th, and then they rushed through spring training, and they were terrible. Yeah. And... Dave, like, uh, if I'm Dallas Keuchel, if I'm Gio Gonzalez, Kimbrel, like, I gotta have a word with my agent going, what happened? Yeah. Like, what happened? If I go into a job and I go, hey, uh, you know what, guys? I think I should make $500,000 a year. But they go, no. No, you can pay, make 100000 Oh, shut up. And I go over to the next guy. I go, hey, you know what? I told that idiot I'd work for five hundred thousand. He had the audacity to owe me a, offer me a hundred thousand. Guy goes, well, that's better than I'm going to do because I'm going to give you a sixty. Yeah. Hey, you shut up too. At some point, you may want to circle back to the guy who was giving you a hundred and go, well, heck, I better take it. How Gio Gonzalez, Keichel, and Kimbrel really are the three guys that are not in a camp have not been in a camp for a month right now, like, you're not going to get that year back. No. What were you offered? Were you offered $6 million? Were you offered $10 million? Were you offered a two-year deal when you wanted a four-year deal? Like, what did you walk away from? Because what I was getting at was, I know Gio Gonzalez isn't the guy that he was a few years ago. Yeah. But if he was in camp right now, if Keiko was in camp right now, Boy, it sure gives you a little wiggle room. Now it feels like you're going to have to break camp with Paddock whether you want to or not. And maybe Logan Allen. I'll tell you, the one guy doesn't feel like it's going to be, thank God, is Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell and Perdomo. So the two guys you sitting there and go, what the fuck, right? I don't know on Perdomo either. His is nine. Sound like Andy Green was done with him the other day. sure does. And so now all of a sudden you go, okay, uh, if you had Gonzalez and Keichel in camp and they had been there for a while, now all of a sudden you go, okay, it's Keichel, it's Gonzalez, it's Lauer, it's Lucchese. You can maneuver those guys around in any way you want for the four spots. 
And now maybe all of a sudden we take a look for the fifth spot. And maybe that's Cal Quantrill. Maybe it's Logan Allen, right? Maybe it is one of those other guys. And we can keep the natural progression going. But all of a sudden, Dave, it feels like you're going to have to have Paddock in there. And Paddock, if you were said, hey, maybe he's our five. Yeah. And he's a big league guy, but it gives us the opportunity to monitor his innings. Shit, he may be your two right now. He may be your one. He may be your opening day guy. Here's uh, let me go with. By the way, I found Mickey. He's hitting uh, like three seventy three. He's hitting okay. outstanding. All right, so uh, here's a guy, Kimbrel. I want to give you him real quick. He's thirty years old. Okay, mm-hmm. so going all right. Thirty years old, not too bad. Guy was an All Star the last three years. He was with the Boston Red Sox, five and one last year. ERA was two point seven four. The thing that hurts him is he averages almost five walks per nine innings. Oof. So you got a guy that's a closer coming in, and there's a good chance he's going to put somebody on base. Mm-hmm. And you're going, fuck. That's not good, <laughs> you know, that's not good yeah. at all. His postseason was to the point where everyone that faced the Red uh, Sox yeah. were like, just get rid of everybody else and get Kimbrell in the game. Wasn't he tipping? Yeah. Didn't they feel like he was tipping pitches? That's always the excuse, right, when things don't go well. So last year, though, you look at how many saves he had. He had 42 saves on a great team. 35 the year before, 31 the year before. 2017, he, w- he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, 2016, about very similar to what 2018 was. So a lot of guys will say, well, look, two of your last three years, you weren't the Craig Kimbrell we thought you were going to be. And that's yeah. where I think the concern is as far as, you know, what you're going to offer him and what, what he gets to. He's um, – the, the guy's ridiculous. He's actually on pace to break Mario Rivera's all-time save record. Mm. He has 333 career saves right now at age 30. And so, what does Rivera have? Over six hundred. Yep. Yeah. So he, he's actually ahead of, ahead of pace. Nine years in the league. A lot of people believe he's going to the Braves eventually. That's where he wants to go. A lot of people think that's where he's going because the Braves say their bullpen is shorthanded right now. Well, the only thing is, like I look at it from a team's perspective, the team holds all the cards. Yep. But if you came into camp today, if you came into camp on Monday, I mean, realistically, now you're going to have to be an extended spring. So you're going against a, gutcha, a bunch of guys. You're facing the the Jorge Onas of the world. You're not yeah. seeing Machado. You're not seeing the Hosmers or the Myers. So I don't know how that's going for you. And like they said, as much as you're warming up on the side, that's not getting you ready for the game. But if I'm Keichel, Keichel to me especially out of those guys, like what deals were there if there were any? What deals were there available for you to sign and god dave at this point i feel like if you're a team you go well if we can get him at a number that works for us he's not he's not getting a three and 30 deal or even anything like no. that so now you go all right well we get him and maybe we almost treat him not like a trade deadline because that's way at the end you're going to have him much earlier than that well someone's going to get hurt Someone in the rotation is going to go down. I'll give an example. Let's say one of the Dodger lefties, whether it's Kershaw or Rich Hill. Well, Rich Hill's scheduled to be your opening day yeah. starter right now. And Rich Hill's always hurt, and, and Kershaw's yeah. always hurt. Bueller. So, yeah. So, eventually, you're going to get a guy that's going to go down because 50% of all major league pitchers end up on the disabled list anyway. I think those guys, agent-wise, are probably telling you, hey, just just hang tight. Someone's going to sit here and, and call and see what happens. is only 30 years old. You know, yeah. le- lefty, 30 years old, Cy Young Award winner, two-time All-Star. That's it, 30. Boy, they they misplayed the market. Yeah, they did. They Boy, did. did they misplay the market on all three of those guys. And and I I, I don't know if they thought that they were going to get Harper slash Machado numbers. Yeah. Where you were going to get 25, 30 million. 
I have no idea. But I, I would have looked at, if I'm one of those three guys, Dave, I look at what happened to Jake Arietta last year, and I use that. I just think, I think the story Barry Axelrod told on Darren's show about a month back with Craig Biggio just saying, you know, just get the deal done. Yeah. Give me a number I can live with that doesn't embarrass you, doesn't embarrass me. My kids don't have to move. Yeah. Uh, and we have that stability. I believe John Boggs would tell the same story about Tony. And you go, boy. And, and I don't know. You're trying to draw a line in the sand to keep the, the agent's reputation, keep it on the player's side. Ultimately, the owners win, and they're going to win again here. Yeah. Gio, by the way, is 33 years old. His GRA last year at the Nationals was four five seven when he joined the the Brewers for three starts two point one three, which How many obviously innings did he pitch last year? Um, Does it show? Yeah, give you a total. He threw uh, he threw about one hundred and seventy. Boy, Dave, I he to me of the guys that are out there for a young staff right now. We have a lot of guys that are looking to make that jump, and including Lauer and Lucchese that are really year two. Man, Geo to me would have been a guy that that you would have felt like probably could have fit in on this rotation, right? 170 innings. Okay, here you go. Here's what. Here's the bad part. You ready? Gave up almost 170 hits. Oh. Okay. You want to make that even worse? How <laughs> many walks? 80. Wow. Dude, so add that in there. Two. Basically, that's 250 hits in 170 innings. What do, does it show? Like his hits and walks ratio. Like I don't want to go exit velocity and yeah. all that garbage. But do they have his whip? His uh, God, his whip had to be like one six. It was one five three one. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying? You want to stay away from Gio? Yeah. I mean, and I I don't know how you view Petco. If you view Petco as but you got to think how many runs are you going to score and how many is he going to fucking give up? That's what scares you. God, you know that year is five, four, five, seven. You have to be thinking, fuck. You know, that, I I remember whenever it was starting to play fantasy baseball, and that whip number was always such a telling number. Yeah, because you just go, God, this is just flat out how many guys you're putting on base yep. per inning. Yep, one five. Yep, one <laughs> one five three one. Oh boy. All right. Well, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, Gio. I mean, I guess, yeah, uh, it's funny. I don't know. Yeah, if you're the team, you go, man, I really, really like that car, but that car's got two hundred and seventy-five thousand miles on it. Yeah. The owner still wants twenty-five grand for it. Yeah, can't do that. No, take my chance on a younger one and be off and running. Oh man, that's uh, that's something else. Yeah, I tell you what, if they got Keiko, I'd be I'd be fine with it. Uh, At G what number, G though? Gio's the guy I'd say. I would take Keiko for the same amount you're paying Brian Mitchell. What are you paying yeah. Brian Mitchell? $13, $14 million? No. Oh, God. What are you playing Brian Mitchell? Mitchell? No, he's not making that What was his now. number last year? Mitchell's number. No, Mitchell you got for nothing. You had to pay Chase Headley. Chase Headley's number was the one yeah. that killed you. Okay. Yeah, fuck. I would get, I'd pay $13 million for, for a Dallas Keiko. 30 years old, I, I, especially with all the young lefties you have. You never heard Keiko was a headache, was a guy that was a bad guy in the clubhouse. I think he'd be great for the young lefties. Man, what's the earliest you have? And I think he, I think he's a guy that gets you to buy a couple tickets. Go, Keiko's pitching tonight. I'm going. Yeah. But is he ready by May 15th? Yeah, I don't know. I imagine he's working out. He has to be throwing, throwing bullpen somewhere. There's no way you're sitting at home doing nothing. It's not like Le'Veon Bell just sitting there eating and smoking weed. <laughs> I mean, you know the season's about to start and somebody's going to call. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, boy. 
like it. Yeah, but but what? I don't know. I know you. You would go buy tickets to go see that guy pitch. I liked him. Yeah, I went to. I bought tickets when he came and pitched against the Pods. Yeah, just because he was a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I don't see? know. We'll see. All right, I'm but gonna go ahead. I I think at this point, I think they're like, you know what? Forget it. We'll just go with the guys we have. And Dave, I think a lot of teams are that way. I mean, do you hear anybody in a bidding war for any of those? No, guys? not at all. Their names never the come up. The Twins were in play for Kimbrel uh, a month ago. Yep. Haven't heard anything on that. Haven't heard. I'd anybody. love to see the Twins on both of them. Yeah. Kimbrel and Cockle. Yeah. I think the Twins take that division if they uh, can get one or two more guys. Haven't heard anybody in play for Geo. Oh, and you boy. haven't heard numbers. Keichel, I heard a little bit for Philly, right? That the Phillies were looking at that? Yeah. But, man. All right. I got, I'm got. i going to mention these guys, but after that, make sure you hang around here because I'm going to ask Jeff a question that might be over the top is maybe the worst thing I've ever said on the show. All right. Okay. I want to hear I'm a, that. I'm a, I'm a te- <laughs> I'll stick around. I'm going to tease it that way, all right? want to mention, of course, a good friend, Brian Curry. Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He wins a ton of awards. He's really good at it. He makes a living at it, most importantly. How many people do you know have the real estate license? Guess what? A ton of them, but people don't make a living doing it. He's done it for more than 20 years. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. He's the guy to get you out of your home and get you into a better home. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call, 619-251-1588, 2511588. Also, don't forget, he's your guy for property management. You need a good guy to manage your property. Call Brian Curry. He does that as well. Make sure Brian's uh, is right there at the, your fingertips. 619-251-1588. I figured out what I'm going to do, Dave. I'm not going to buy a house. I'm not going to buy a condo. I'm not even going to rent. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live on somebody's houseboat. Nice. I'm going to be that guy. And I'm going to write novels all day. <laughs> well, no. Smoke a pipe. Uh, no, I'll just smoke a bowl. <laughs> no, I haven't done it since I was 17. I'm just going to get high and just live down there. And uh, I'm just going to bang chicks that hang around the boats. <laughs> I just wear a rope all the time. <laughs> like I, I see all these guys. Yeah. We're in Coronado. Yeah. See, all these guys that just live on these boats, and half of them don't even own the boat. That's funny. Like, how do you get that gig? That's funny. Could you handle living on a houseboat? I don't know, man. I I, got, I don't know how much it moves. I'm, I get seasick crazy fast. I don't know what I would do. I, I got was, asked to go out on a boat today, actually. Someone said, hey, I just bought a brand new boat. You want to go out? Doesn't it feel like it'd always be cold? Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. I like a little chill in the air. Yeah. They're like, shit, I'm living on the water. <laughs> like I'm a goddamn Cousteau boy. I'm the missing Cousteau brother. Jacques. Well, no, Jacques was the guy. Who yeah. would I be? Uh, Jean. <laughs> Jean-Paul Cousteau. God, it's cold as nuts. Here. Well, you're on the goddamn water, Jean. Jesus. How dumb are you? You're the guy living in the igloo saying it's cold. Get off the water, son. All right, maybe I maybe I won't live on a boat. <laughs> You're gonna house it for someone that has a boat. Okay, I'd probably get seasick. Just yeah, that's what yakking. I'm worried about. Yeah, yakking over the side. Yeah, doing all that. Uh, Crying about Natalie Wood. Yeah, I'd be. I know about 44 people I'd like to put on that dinghy right now. I put you in that weighted jacket. About 43 of you follow me on social media. Put you right out there to kick that thing. Good. God damn it. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> you just hear him bubbling. Oh, goodbye. 
<laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, my man Brian Curry. Uh, the great thing is there are, we are so lucky, 81 degrees in San Diego today. Yeah. 81 degrees. And I felt like the last couple of days I've been in so many different parts of this city. Gosh, on a day like today, Dave, you're like, oh, I could live there. I could live here. Around Rancho San Diego, you go, man, this is great. I was in La Mesa today. It was perfect. All around town. Down East Lake tonight. Gorgeous down here. But you got to find the one that works within your budget. When you, you need the guy who's going to help you, and that is our friend Brian Curry. Absolutely. Don't forget about that brand new pool as well. Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools of more than 20 years in San Diego himself. Making perfect pools just for you, making your dreams come true. Alan Taylor's your guy. Call him at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Trust me, he will help you find that perfect pool because guess what? He has it designed in his head. He also has a database that is unbelievable, much more uh, elaborate than what you can possibly imagine. Alan Taylor's your guy. You know, the nice thing, too, I talked to him and I said, hey, Alan, I'm a little crazy with the design, but here's what I think people would like with the pool. He goes, let me hear it. I go, man, if you wanted to take it to the next level, what if you put a diving board in? What did you say? Ta-da. <laughs> Hello? Are di- Hello? Are diving boards becoming illegal? I heard they're like, you can't have diving boards anymore. No joke. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think diving boards, they have to be like grandfathered in. Because those idiots, the, bo- the old school boards would get wet and then some guy trying to do the can opener. Yeah. Slides off, gets a concussion. That's it. Maybe I'm crazy on that. I got to call Alan Taylor and figure that one out. <laughs> you may have just made some shit up. Uh, Alan, you know the other thing that would be cool? Okay, you have the deep end, then you have the shallow end. If you had like three steps to just walk you out so you didn't have to go Sam Elliott lifeguard and jump off the wall. <laughs> <Da-da>. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. I love looking at the TaylorMade pool. The before and after shots yeah. are fantastic. And really, right now, you're getting to be about that time. It's going to be spring break is right around the corner. That means summer vacations right around the corner. And how many of us, the last couple of days, you go, well, the cold and the rain went away. You put a pair of shorts and some flip-flops on. You go, what the hell happened to these chicken legs? Where'd all our color go? You don't have to embarrass yourself out like I did with the Lisa Lisa cult jam uh, reunion. God, I loved about 25 of those girls yesterday. It was great. Uh, You could just (laughs) let me just remind you. It was awesome. I'm going to every game. I'm going to be a season ticket. Thanks. Not for you. Uh, But yeah, get a tailor-made pool, man. Just hang out by the pool. Read that book, listen to the podcast, have yourself a drink. What could be better? Exactly right. All right, so here you go. And also, don't forget about the website. We love the website. So many things that we're adding to it as well. But look, if you're looking for a professional website to help your business, get your product out there. Kyle Pfluger is our guy. He could be your guy as well. Call him at 619-500-6621. Brand new blog up from JoJo Tarantino. I love it. Life on the Road. Sharing those stories, all those kind of things. Dave will have his. Are you going to put a bracket up this week? God, I got to figure it out. I tell you, last year was so disappointing. More than any time in my life filling one out. You know, we need to get people to the website. Yeah, I'm just saying. All you got to do is say yes. I just had Virginia last year. Remember, Virginia looked so fucking good, and they were out right away. Yeah. And you're like, man, what the fuck am I going to do? That's never happened to me before. Ruined Um, the whole goddamn bracket for me. I'm going to put a bracket together. 
here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a bracket together and then I'll put, it'll be me against my two sons and I'll, I'll gamble against me and you'll see how bad I am at picking a bracket. And maybe you aren't bad at it. You usually do pretty good. I do pretty good. I'll see if, uh, this would be good too. I'll text because I have the ability to do that. Lisa Ann. How's that feel, Sticky Fingers, listening to this show? I'm going to text her and see if she'll send us a copy of her bracket. Oh, that'd be cool. She'll be like, yeah, as soon as I'm done getting the air conditioning fixed from the four <laughs> guys that just showed up. <laughs> tomorrow, you will, since we aren't going to have a show before Thursday, tomorrow on tomorrow's show, you willing to announce that you have one in the whole thing? Uh, well, I, yeah, I guess I'll you have gotta, Yeah, you, I can you do it tomorrow. before it starts. Yeah, you're a guy who just said you wouldn't even fill out a bracket. Now you're telling uh, me well, to fill Of course fill- I will. I'm just saying we'll both tell you our winners. Tomorrow night. All right. Let me see if we can do this. I just fired my kids. Let's see. Okay. We don't need them. Let's see if we can get you, me, Lisa, Ann, and Nicole Eggert. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. Think she'll fill out a bracket yeah, for us? Yeah, she will. Nicole will, right? Nicole will. She's great. All right. We'll see if Lisa- Even if they don't fill out a bracket, we'll say just give us, give us a champion. How's that? I don't know if Lisa, I don't know if Nicole Eggert's a guiding basketball fan. Well, we'll just ask her. Fill okay. one out. Fuck. Send us your picks. All right. I think. We said picks. What? Nothing. I don't even know what that meant. Oh, you know exactly what it meant. I don't even. Filthy fuck. (laughs) Did you mean like P-I-C-S? Picks? Picks. Your picks. Yeah. I should, yeah. Send us some picture. (laughs) I'm going to let that be. I like Nicole Edgar's throwback Thursdays are ridiculous. I love her. Yeah. I love the other day. When uh, she had something on her social media about tell your kids you love them, whatever. So I just screen capture it. I go, look. Yeah. Okay. My friend Nicole Eggert doesn't ask me to do much. <laughs> so when she does, <laughs> I put it up. She likes everything. She does. She's so great. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have that same same experience. We go, the chick Dave stalked in high school likes everything I do on social media. <laughs> Cute as a button. She is. She's still cute as a button. Oh, it's too damn funny. Your weird question. All right, so here's the deal. I was telling my kid the other day about Jim Plunkett. Mm -hmm. Remember, Jim Plunkett was raised by two parents that were blind. Mm -hmm. An amazing life. The guy ends up winning the Heisman Trophy. Goes to Stanford. The whole deal. So let me put yourself in. Let's say you're blind. Okay. Okay. You've been blind your entire life. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, you meet a girl on a blind date. Okay. Who uh, who is blind as well. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you guys get along great. Okay, yeah. everything's good. You and I are still friends, by the way, but you're blind. Okay, all right. And I say, Catherine is, is super nice, Jeff. Super nice. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, I know you can't see her, but she's fucking hideous. Oh boy. Okay. What's the matter with you? Do I? Do, me telling you that the blind girl you're going out with, that you're in love with, is as ugly as fuck. Does that does that affect your feelings towards her at all? Oh, it affects my feelings towards you. Where's that hate come from? There's no hate. I'm just saying, does it get in your head if everybody looks at you and goes, fucking Jeff's okay. This girl over here, does he ever touch her fucking face? What She's happened? hideous. What happened to you? I'm not even going to justify that. <laughs> I, got, I got a better blind question I'm just saying, are you that shallow? Yes. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Would it fuck up your perception? Wait. If you're thinking, I know I can't see her, and she can't, she doesn't know she's fucking hideous, but everyone else looks at us together what? and goes, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Well, what the fuck? I got shades on everywhere I go. 
Uh, what if you felt her face and it felt like Jim Plunkett's face? <laughs> okay. Jim Plunkett's ugly just, as fuck, too. Why don't you just stop? How am I done with it? I feel like I've cut way back on my use of the F word for this show. <laughs> you did until right now. I shook you up. Go ahead. Jesus. All right. My son said this to me today, and I have no idea. When you are crossing the street. Yeah. And it says, wait, wait. The light is now green at Baltimore and Lake Murray. My son said, if I'm blind, how do I know which way to go? Like, it's telling me to go, but how do I know to go either, like, east to west or north to south? I think you follow the beeps, don't you? He said that he thinks it's the way the words are set. You're right over there. Yeah, she drank Bar the whole fly. Guy, she drank the whole goddamn bowl. God dang! Uh, you're right. I think my dog has diabetes. I think your dog is Heather Locklear. It's like <laughs> calm down. It's vodka in there. Yeah. Wow. My son said. Now he could have been lying, but I bought into it. He said the way it's worded dictates which way you go. Whether you go like straight or to your right. Or to your left, whatever. I was like, God, I don't know. It's crazy. But what the fuck are you talking about? I thought you said if you're blind. You know, now the crossing, if you're crossing the street. Yeah. And you push the button across the street, it now talks to you. All the ones at La Mesa talk to you. Okay. So they say, wait, wait. And then when it turns green, it'll beep and it'll say Lake Murray. We're at Lake Murray in Baltimore today, crossing over. Okay. And uh, he goes... How do, if you're blind, how do you know whether to cross Lake Murray or to cross Baltimore? And I go, I have no idea. Because it just sounds like beeps going in the air and people are driving and music playing and everything else. Like they say your senses yeah. get fine-tuned. Yeah. I just sat there. I go, I have no idea. Crazy. <laughs> All right, so if you know that answer, it's much more important than Dave's. Here's, <laughs> here's. I, I thought for sure you're going to come back with, it depends how good she is in the sack if you stay with oh, her or wow. not. Uh, I have two quick things. We'll end this way. I'll give you an update. and now you're gonna, Do you know who that comedian is, Brody Stevens? No. So Brody Stevens was this comedian, kind of a guy that was in, like if you were hardcore, like Josh Rosenberg who loves stand-up comedy and knows all the levels, Dave, he was the guy who committed suicide about a month ago, and it really impacted a lot of guys like Pat Oswalt and Joe Rogan and yeah. those kind of guys that were at the comedy store. So I had heard about him. I didn't really know his comedy either, but son of a gun, Dave, I watched today a Periscope that he had done like a week before he committed suicide, and the whole thing was talking about how he was having a reaction to Lexapro. And man, did it freak me out because he said the Lexapro dropped him down and really messed with him. And I was like, whoa, now I'm incredibly fortunate that I never got to that point. Yeah. But I was like, wow, man, because this guy's sitting here talking and any of you that have dealt with Lexapro, it's incredibly sad. But you can see um, this guy walking around and he's very open and very candid about talking with it. I told you last time I was here, when we saw you on Thursday, that I had just started and I had got this oil. 
and it's the what is this shit called, Dave? I thought it was CBC oil, isn't That's it? That's exactly what it is. Hang on, let me tell you, because I, I, somebody asked me. I was like, I don't know, am I on HGH? I know you're not on human growth hormone, you moron. I was like, I don't know what I'm on. Uh, it's all natural hemp oil, right? And so, uh, from well, I'm not going to tell you the company; they don't sponsor, but it's a hemp oil, and it's 550 milligrams of this hemp now hang on where'd the other side go the 550 milligrams of natural occurring and i don't know even know why i even try to pronounce this shit <laughs> uh i'll tell you man just for me david and, and you were talking about anxiety and trouble sleeping and stuff like this it's just it's all natural i bought it from a friend of mine who is a dealer for this company um, she's been a friend of mine for 30 years, so she sells it at farmer's markets, right? She's not selling it out of the back of a van. But for me, uh, before bed, it's like uh, it goes two pumps. And anybody who uses this hemp oil, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it just comes in a little brown bottle, and you spray it under your tongue. Yeah. Now, it's got a really nasty aftertaste. Like they say, it's peppermint. That's as big a lie as you'll read this month. <laughs> um, but you go two pumps. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you just kind of, it's kind of like mouthwash, but you swish it around, do whatever. But instead of spitting it out, you just swallow it. Yeah. And Dave, then you go to bed and that's it. Does you, it make you tired long before it feels like you're tired? It makes you feel like it just, it's kind of, what's that? Uh, that vitamin that they always tell you. Melanotin. Melatonin. Melatonin. I've never taken that. Okay, I've taken that. But um, it feels like a natural, just like you're tired. And hasn't been overly dramatic, but it definitely has helped. Um, because I get it too, where you just, you pop up during the middle of the night once or twice, right? For five, ten minutes, and then you fall asleep. And then five, ten minutes, you pop up again. I have trouble just going to sleep. Yeah. But this kind of keeps you at a nice energy level yeah. during the course of the day. And I've liked it. Uh, the Alexa Pro, I got off it because it just... It wasn't was, your thing. Yeah. No, it was too high and too low. But the Brody Stevenson kind of freaked me out watching yeah. that today because he was the guy who fought the same thing. Sadly, it, it took him way dark and, and way out. But, um, but this hemp oil has been pretty cool. Like it's it's pretty good, so it's just it's really simple. You don't have to worry about doing it during the day. And you just do it before bed, and I just look right next to your toothbrush. It's yeah. right there, and you just go, oh, okay, yeah, here, boom, done, and that's it. Yeah, so it's been less than a week, but I like it. You don't feel, uh, you don't feel as mentally tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? You probably have fought that a lot since October 30th yeah. where you just feel mentally just tired down. Tired and sad. Yeah. 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 It just kind of, uh, for me, Dave, it just kind of kept me at, at where I wanted to be. So I've been yeah. pretty happy with it. Again, yeah. I'm not even a weekend, but I've liked it early on. Yeah. I, and I have, uh, obviously, I have a hard time falling asleep. I never did in the past. I could fall asleep in 30 seconds in the past, but I got to get right. myself crazy exhausted to fall asleep and that's that's why i mean i'm running on two and a half hours sleep on an average god that's not my it's not my plan but i gotta exhaust myself because I, my head won't turn off so right. 
The other day, I think I had my first panic attack, which was weird because I know people that have panic attacks. I've you know? had two of them. It's crazy. In twenty years. Though, in twenty years. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it felt like you tell me what you think, but it was all of a sudden it felt like I was drowning in tar. If it makes any sense, it was. Yeah. It was uh, felt like I was falling into a into a hole that was you, you couldn't get out. Felt like uh, what uh, triggered it was Jake. Everything's Jake. But no, I was, know, but what for this particular day did anything? I think it clicked in as dumb as this might sound that I'm never going to see him again. Right. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. I would think that's a daily battle. And then that would be a then daily from battle. there. I it freaked me out so bad I had to jump up out of bed because it was like. You know, you ever have a bad nightmare and you, you have to get up to kind of shake it off? Yeah. But I was like, fuck, I just walked around the house till it was time to go to what work. What time was it? Around 2.30 in the morning. Fuck, yeah. And then just, but I went to bed around 2.30 and then all of a sudden, five minutes later, I was like, holy fuck. I felt like I was drowning in my own bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, the Lexapro did that shit. When, yeah. uh, yeah, it's a bad feeling, man. Those- it was crazy. It scared the shit out of me. Then the next day. I was, uh, it was, this is a Friday. I was driving to work on Friday and have, you know, Josh with me. We work at the same place and we're driving up the 805 and man, I had crazy chest pains. I mean, I, 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 thought, uh. I thought I was having a heart attack. I had every symptom. I had the, the pain in the jaw. I had everything but the shooting pain down the arm. Right. The chest pains were insane. I was like, am I just cramping up because I'm dehydrated or whatever? And I kept trying to move around. He's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, look, man, I got crazy chest pains. I go, right now I'm about to make a right turn straight to Kaiser. It was, either, yeah. it was up the 805. Either I'm going to Kaiser off of Mission Gorge or we're going to continue going to Del Mar. And I said, dude, we're going to Kaiser right now. And then he's like, you're on fucking Amador. <laughs> he starts giving me shit. I was like, you know what? Fuck off. I go, guess what? We're going to Del Mar. And I go, if they ever call an ambulance and shit, you're going to feel really fucking bad. Yeah. And it was, it, was, um, it was crazy. So I go all the way into work, feel like shit. Had the two biggest glasses of ice water I could drink, and man, I felt better. And then someone told me this weekend ago, you know, uh, it, your blood pressure is probably elevated. And I was obviously did I got to before people start writing me, don't freak out because I heard enough from my wife and my mother this weekend. It's um, I, I'm headed for a physical. I mean, I trust yeah. me. I know, I know, I got to get checked out. I'll get blood work and everything. So don't sit there and tell me what I need to do. But uh, yeah, between the lack of sleep and the stress and everything else, it just matter. Everything's just kind of building up. I know what's happening. Yeah, go you check know. that shit out, and then uh, yeah, it's just it's a it's a crazy crazy ride, man. It's just funny because you think about it. And I thought about it today too, Dave. When you go being out in Rancho San Diego is where my kids yeah. used to stay, and we were just saying, I go, man, you know what's weird is just when you come to the realization you're fighting that right now too, and you come to the realization that n- nothing's ever going to be like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, okay, but, and when you leave a job and then it starts that way and you get to the same routine of driving in and you see the people that maybe work at the front desk or the five people that are in that, all of a sudden you leave that job and four to five weeks or months later, even a year later, you're like, man, I may never see those people again. Very strange. People that had such an impact on my day-to-day life. Where you said, oh, this guy is either great or what an asshole. And then you're like, man, they're out. Like, I'm not even going to see these guys again. That part's different, but it completely changes when there's the totality of a loss. And that totality of a loss, especially at a young age. Man, I have a friend of mine, really close friend, that lost her mother and her brother within a year. And really important people in my life. 
and both of them just so like Jake, uh, like my buddy Cheech and others that we've lost, Nicole Piner a couple yeah. of years ago. So many just really good, important people that were such a positive impact on your life. And when you go, wow, they're not coming back. Uh, yeah, it magnifies. So yeah, do that. Go see the doctor and get it all squared off. Um, but anyways, if you've dealt the Lexapro fight and you fought it, I would recommend watching that Brody Stevens video. It'll hit home and, and it'll make you respect him. The hemp oil has been good, man. Yeah, good. If you're somebody who's thought about it, um, I can put you in contact. Just send me a, uh, send me a direct message on Twitter. This is a really good friend of mine. I paid Dave. I, I think I said, uh, not to be redundant. I paid 60 bucks Yeah, and got me that little bottle. And they said there's about 160 pumps cool. in there. So it should last you somewhere from yeah, uh, yeah. yeah two Doing to three fine. months. Yeah. And, uh, and it just kind of, it's all natural. It's yeah. good. And Carl's bad company making it, uh, very, very slight trace of THC. You're not going to get high. You don't get a buzz from it at all. It just kind of levels everything off. So to this point, in a very small dosage, very small sample size, it's been cool. So if, you, if you're fighting that fight, we'll never embarrass you. Just drop me a note, uh, either on email or anywhere else. Chris tonight emailed us some music. We are looking for local bands for MP3s. We need an MP3. Send it to Dave or to me or both, and uh, who knows? You'll hear it on the show before you know it. Perfect. All right, we'll get some music on there because uh, Leisure Fire complains there's no music in that there. That old bitch. I, I saw that old bitch crying that to uh, Doc Malibu. I can't take your negativity. I said, fuck, you cry every day, you old ninny. Every day you are bitching about something, and then you had your little raisin nuts. You had the little raisin balls to complain. Doc Malibu ruined him. <laughs> I, you're complaining to that guy. No matter what we do, the show's too... You're like goddamn Goldilocks. It's too long. It's too short. There's no music. Hey. Hey. Shut up. Okay? Shut up. All right. Just for him, little Donna Summer. Okay. That's what he needs. That's it. Little last day. He dance. needs air supply. You know that guy was fucking at the skate rink going backwards and shit. Uh, fucking he, picking up chicks. Yeah, he was at the skate rink leering behind the lockers till the manager was like, hey! What did I tell you, asshole? Pull your pants up and get the fuck out. What did I tell you, asshole? Get out of here. Get the f- Get out of here. Creeper. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. Stop.